Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, a presentation of Living Stream Ministry. Witness Lee, a servant of the Lord for over seven decades, culminated his ministry with a 21-year book-by-book exposition of the entire Bible, which he called Life Study. This Life Study is the basis for our program today and includes short portions of the spoken messages given by Witness Lee. Now, let's join today's program. Here's a big question. In the universal scope of things, just where are we now? And where are we going to be in the future? These questions have haunted man for thousands of years. But today, on this life study of the Bible, as we come to the book of Revelation, we'll see God's assessment of the present and future situation. And here to help us with these monumental questions is Ron Kangas. Ron, welcome back to the program today. Thank you for asking me to participate with you in this particular program. Ron, we've come to the midpoint of the book of Revelation, and Witness Lee will give us a very good uh, introduction to this part of the book in just a minute. Really a bird's eye view of the entire book of Revelation and how it is God's answer to the real situation going on on earth today. And then what's about to happen in the future. But before we get to that, Could you take a step back and recalibrate us to what we would do well to focus on in this book and what not to get distracted by? Let's begin with the very first verse in chapter 1, the revelation of Jesus Christ. So a person is the center of this book, locusts. Beasts from the sea or the land, these are not the focus. The general subject of the book of Revelation is not this or that prophetic event. It is Christ himself as the center of the divine revelation. We should recall that this book is called a prophecy, which means there has to be a future component. Yes, the scroll that John wrote, that was sent to seven actual churches addressing the situation in the first century. And so many of the things in the book of Revelation are principles or aspects of Christ that are applicable to believers everywhere. Nevertheless, There are specific and exact prophecies concerning the end of this age, the age of the church, the age of grace, the age of mystery, and the events described in relation to the seals and the trumpets and the bowls will happen in the foreseeable future, we believe. At least we may be assured they are prophecies regarding future events, because the righteous God will need to vindicate himself by judging all the evil, lawless, idolatrous things on the earth. Then, of course, Revelation has a glorious conclusion, 
with the new Jerusalem, a corporate person, the bride of the redeeming God, in the new heaven and the new earth. This is a broad view of this mysterious, wonderful book, Revelation. Ron, in this audio version of the Life Study of Revelation, uh, we're trying not to get bogged down too much on fine details, specific items, the seven seals, the seven trumpets, and the seven bowls. In the printed Life Study, we have the help of a marvelous chart or graph that Witness Lee constructed. And it's a great um, graphic aid to help us understand all of these rather tricky matters. But still, I ask you if you could maybe verbally paint for us uh, the sequence depicted here. Because there is a time coming when intolerable torment will be upon the earth, when God's wrath is poured out. And of course, to balance that, there is the promise to his faithful overcomers to be spared from that hour. On the side of God's judgment, there will be two basic categories in sequence corresponding to the trumpets of the seventh seal. So first, there will be incredible physical calamities on the earth and the heavens in relation to the earth. We pointed out in a previous program, these are not mere natural catastrophes, earthquakes, or hurricanes. These will be supernatural calamities. But that's a precursor to the direct judgment upon a particular part of the earth, one-third of the earth, which is especially evil and perverse. And then there will be judgments for a specified period of time, five months, on human beings. Then eventually, all of the judgments will have been carried out. On the positive side... You have a promise to the overcomers given in the word to Philadelphia that they will be kept from the hour of trial which will come upon the inhabited earth. So a certain number of the believers on the earth will be raptured just prior to the great tribulation. Those who remain on the earth of the Jews and the believers will pass through most of the tribulation, but they will still be under the Lord's care. So this is the overall picture of the two sides. On the one hand, the Lord is judging the earth and the evil persons on the earth according to his righteousness. On the other hand, he continues to carry out his eternal economy related to Christ and the church. And in so doing, he's caring for his faithful ones. Thanks, Ron. That was tremendous. At the end of the program, we'll tell our listeners how they can get this very helpful chart that puts all of these things together on paper. But in the message today, it's important to realize that The seventh seal and the contents of that seal are seven trumpets that usher in some advance warnings and then the woes that make up the Great Tribulation. So with that, let's join Witness Lee for our first portion. 
First of all, John shows us the scene in heaven. Then Christ came into the scene, and he was the unique one who is worthy to open the secret of God's economy, and he did it. Then by his opening of the mystery of God's economy, we firstly see a horse race of four horses. Then at the close of uh, the end of this age, which will be at the end of the gospel preaching age, the martyr saints in the fifth seal cry to God. And then in the sixth seal, God answered their cry and God shaked the whole universe to give a warning to the dwellers on this earth. Then, following that, the seven trumpets come in as the content of the seventh seal. The first four trumpets are the judgment on the universe to make the universe no longer good for man to dwell in. That will be still not the great tribulation. The fifth trumpet is the beginning of the great tribulation. A damage on man caused by Satan coming down to the earth and by the Antichrist coming up from the beast. And they will cause a kind of torment on man's body for five months. This has been made very clear to all of us. This five months torment will be just the beginning of the great tribulation. Ron, we saw that the fifth trumpet, which really begins at the end of chapter 8, verse 13, uh, brings in a period of five months of torment, and that's talked about in verse 5. Now, beginning in verse 13, we have the sixth trumpet, and another period of time is identified, right? Uh, This is the case, although we believe that because the Lord is working within a time frame of three and a half years, the sequence is rather brief in time. The uh, matter I would emphasize regarding the fifth and sixth seals is this. We know from a detail recorded later in chapter 12 that as a result of warfare in the heavens, the devil will be cast down to the earth, and he will be the power behind Antichrist and the false prophet. And we read in chapter 9 that the abyss, the domain of the demons, that will be opened. And let's remember, Revelation is a book of signs, and we need to read the details of what are called these extraordinary locusts as signs. But the main point is there will be instruments of unbearable suffering for a period of five months. 
People will just long for death, but it will flee from them. Then there will be a colossal invasion of an army on horseback. According to the numbers recorded in chapter 9, there'll be 200 million ravaging a certain part of the earth and heading toward the ultimate battle at Armageddon. Reading this portion should have a certain effect on us, not mainly fear, although there's a place to have a holy fear of the sovereign God. There should be a sense of awe and the realization that although God may seem to be silent now and may seem to be hidden now, he will come forth and judge the earth and judge the institutions that have been used by the enemy to corrupt the earth. And this is what we see in the fifth and sixth trumpets. Ron, in this coming portion, Witness Lee is going to give a personal account of an experience he had during World War II. And uh, one might wonder, what what's the connection between his story and the sixth trumpet? Well, the sixth trumpet is spoken of in verse 13 and beyond in chapter 9. Let me read a couple of portions here. And the sixth angel trumpeted, and I heard a voice out of the four horns of the golden altar, which is before God. And the four angels were released, who had been prepared for the hour and day and month and year, that they might kill the third part of men. And the number of the armies of horsemen was two hundred million. I heard their number. Specifically here, Ron, an hour, a day, a month, and a year. If you add those, you come up with something a little more than 13 months, a period that's so horrific that people are counting not just the months and weeks, but even the hours until this time is over. I think now our listeners will be able to see the parallel between that and the story that we're about to hear. Let's join Witness Lee with this very touching testimony. Don't think it started in 1939 in Europe by Hitler. No, the second war started by Japan's invasion to China on the seventh day of July, 1937. From that day, every day, every day, every day, for four years, we were suffering the war. One day, 19... (laughs) You all know the date. 41 December. The news came. Oh, Japan bombed Pearl Harbor. And uh, <laughs> Congress declared war on Japan. Even through that, we were still suffering. All the time suffering we were expecting. Now is my point. When this war will be over. Again and again, news came to us, maybe another five months. But after 15 months, the war still wasn't over. We really, by that experience, understand what the Bible here says. We counted on days. We counted on days before 1941. In 1938, that was the first time I got uh, imprisoned by the Japanese invasion army. 
Now I was healed only for one night. And the next day, I got released. Then, this time, in 1943, my, the Japanese Invention Army arrested me again and put me in the prison for 30 days. Oh, I was suffering there. Not only counting on days, but counting on hours. Oh, in that dungeon of that prison, I was counting hours. After hour, expecting, oh, one hour will come that I will get out of the prison. After 30 days, I was out, but I still didn't have the freedom. You see, I was still expecting that the war will be over, counting on days. Well, Ron, surely Witness Lee and many, many others were counting the days of suffering during the war. I think this is a good comparison to the way it will be during the Great Tribulation, don't you? It is. It will be a time of virtually unprecedented suffering. And we believe that the sovereign God uses all of the experiences and situations of our life to enable us to have a proper view of his word and of God himself. But some will will mock, the unbelievers will mock, but the time is coming when all of that will be subject to a severe yet righteous judgment. Unbelievers would do well to get right with God through Christ now and not have to be subject to that kind of judgment. Ron, uh, in this message, Witness Lee told us that by 1976, when he gave this life study of Revelation, he had already been studying these matters for more than 50 years. Then, of course, the Lord gave him um, another 20 years before he finally took him in 1997. Altogether, 70 years in his ministry studying these points. And I wanted to say that as a preface to this last section when it comes to the matter of Armageddon. There's a great heritage in this ministry. Of course, we've got Watchman Nee also. So these are not things that Witness Lee uttered in a light or superficial way. There was much thought and careful consideration behind all of these things, wasn't there? This is certainly the case. What he presented was not something he just on his own came up with. He acknowledges his debt to the great Bible teachers of the past, and especially to our brother Watchman Nee, who made such a thorough and detailed study of everything pertaining to God's purpose and economy in the Bible and in church history. So what we have in this life study and then in further ministry is the extract of the cream of the study of the Lord's servants over a very long period of time. I want to add something here. We recognize that there is much discussion, actually debate, sorry to say even division among believers over details concerning prophecy. What we are presenting here is our present understanding 
based upon all that we have just described of the prophetic element in the book of Revelation. We do not consider this an item of the common faith. So we recognize that we need to walk in the Lord's light. He may give us further adjustment. But as I'm sharing this with you, I can testify I have deep peace and full assurance that the essence of this teaching is not only faithful to the Scriptures and to the living God himself, but it is accurate, correct, and crystal clear. Therefore, we just recommend to our listeners, contact us to get the written life study and read and consider the ministry in the light of the Word, in the light of prayer and fellowship with the Lord, and see how the Lord will direct you. Because actually, we're not here focusing on prophecy as a thing in itself, but on the prophecies and revelation related to the desire of God's heart, to his eternal purpose, to his divine economy, and especially to his awaiting the preparation of the bride for whom our beloved Lord, the bridegroom, will come back. Well, let's go back to Witness Lee for our final portion today. A clear view concerning the coming days has been presented to you. Once the sixth seal comes, I tell you, no good things on this earth. You be prepared. No good things. The earth will be shaken. The sea will be damaged. And the river will be damaged. And all the heavenly hosts, the sun, the moon, and the stars, all will be darkened. And eventually, the five months torment by Satan and the beast will come. And following this, you have the six seal, 200 million horsemen to travel through the great part of the earth to kill the third part of mankind. Then all the evil fighting ones will be gathered there at Armageddon. That is likened in chapter 14 as the wine graves will all be gathered into the great wine price of God's wrath. And they'll be ready for Christ to come back to this earth firstly to judge all these evil fighters. And the blood will be so deep from the ground level to the bridle of the house. A river of blood. The depth will be at least four or five feet. And the flow will be about 200 miles long. What shall we do? I tell the brothers, we have to say, Lord, Amen. Amen, Lord. Amen, Amen to your word. Amen, Amen to your doing. Amen. Amen to your move. Amen, Amen to your economy. Amen. Amen to the secret you have shown us. Wow, Armageddon, 200 million horsemen and blood as deep as a horse's bridle for nearly 200 miles. Ron, we have to agree with his word. We, we have to say Amen, Lord, to your word, to your thoughts, and to the secrets you've shown us. Maybe, Ron, you could just give us your concluding thoughts on what we've heard today. 
Well, let me start from um, your reference to Armageddon. History, under the Lord's sovereignty, is moving directly toward this ultimate conflict. There will be the rebuilding of the temple in Jerusalem. There will be a period in which the Jews there will worship. The Antichrist will be manifested, proclaim himself an object of worship. The Great Tribulation will begin, and eventually armies from at least three sources will converge at Armageddon for the ultimate battle. At that time, Israel's situation will be hopeless and helpless, and in fulfillment of a verse in the Old Testament, they will cry out to the Lord, rend the heavens and come down. In response to that, the Lord will descend with his bridal army composed of overcomers and deal with the enemy at Armageddon, eliminate human government, abolish the money system, and manifest his kingdom all over the earth. As a brother in the Lord Jesus and as a member of the body of Christ, I live and breathe for the preparation of the bride, the coming of the Lord with the bride, and his reign as king over the entire earth. Ron, as we hear and consider these sobering things, it's good to go back to the promise that God goes to the church in Philadelphia, that if we are faithful to keep the word of endurance, he will be faithful to keep us from the hour of this trial. And so I think that's two good points to end on today. Number one, we need to have a heart to be one with him as his justice and righteousness are displayed, and he is able to avenge the blood of the suffering saints and martyrs. Really, his toleration for evil will come to an end in that day. But at the same time, we need to be grateful and thankful that there's such an opportunity for us to be those who can escape. Really appreciate your help with this message today, Ron. It uh, could have been a difficult and hard word, but you've put it into a marvelous and very healthy context. For this, we thank the Lord for his grace and give him worship and glory. Praise his name. Well, I mentioned earlier the chart that we have that combines the 70 weeks of Daniel and these events that unfold in chapters 4 through 11 in Revelation. If you already have the recovery version of the New Testament, this chart's included in the back. It's also available in the printed life study messages of Revelation. And to find out about all of these resources, our toll-free number is 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 888-543-3788. Or send email to radio at lsm.org. That's all the time we have for today. For Ron Kangas, I'm Chris Wilde. Thank you very much for listening. You've been listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry, publisher and distributor of the works of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee. If you'd like to contact us, just email radio at lsm.org or call us toll-free 
at one triple eight life study. That's one eight 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 five four three three seven eight eight. Thanks for listening.